praise the Lord. <clears throat> good morning, good Sunday morning to everybody. Amen. Um, as we continue to follow the Lord. Amen. And we praise God for his goodness on today. Praise God is blessing you. Amen. Pray that you are continuing to walk with God. Walk by faith, not by sight. Amen. As God has commanded us to walk. Um, we praise God on this uh, Sunday morning. Uh, we have uh, one more Sunday in February, but the month is moving, the year is moving, and we're moving. Amen. As God Amen. continues to to call us closer to himself, show us more of himself, bring us up higher. Amen. Um, I love what God said to John the Revelator. He said, come up hither. Amen. And he wanted to show him something. And I believe that for us, uh, God wants to show us things. He wants to teach us things. He wants to instruct us in his ways. But we have to come up hither. We have to come up higher um, to where he is. Amen. So that we can have that godly perspective uh, and that godly vision. Praise God. And so we praise God that he's continuing to do that, calling us up higher and higher. Um, on this morning, um, glory to God, uh, we're going to go to Genesis chapter 35. Genesis chapter 35, and we'll read a few verses there to get us started. Genesis chapter 35. And we're going to look at verse 1 through 3 in Genesis 35. And as we're there, it says this. It says, And God said unto Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel, and dwell there, and make there an altar unto God that appeared unto thee when thou fled from the face of Esau, thy brother. Then Jacob said to his household and to all that were with him, put away the strange gods that are among you and be clean and change your garments and let us arise and go up to Bethel and I will make there an altar unto God who answered me in the day of my distress and was with me in the way which I went. Amen. Amen. Praise God. We just read Genesis chapter 35, verses 1 through 3. Let's pray this morning. Father, we bless your name. Yes, and we thank you, God, for this day. We thank you, God, for this hour. Yes. Yeah. Father, we believe that you have appointed this day and this hour to speak words of life unto us. Yeah. And so, Father God, we come with expectation in our heart and in our spirit, believing that we shall hear from the voice of God. And so, yes. Father, we pray right now that you will speak now from heaven. And, Father God, that you will give us revelation, you will give us insight, that you will give us what we need, O oh God, yes. to continue to walk by faith, not by sight, and, Father, to grow into a closer relationship with you through the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, may your blessing be upon your people today. May you pull down strongholds. May you destroy yokes, O oh yes, God. May God. you lose bands of oppression. Set the people free, not by might nor by power, but do it by your Spirit. And, Father, as you do, I just pray your hand will remain strong upon me that I may do that which you have called me to do. Yes. Father, we just commend it all into your hands now. We believe great things are about to happen. And so we give you thanks and we give you praise. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, so we read Genesis 35, verse 1 through 3. And our title today uh, for the, this teaching is The God of the house. Amen. The God of the house. Uh, praise God again on this Sunday morning. Um, praise God. Is your mom on? 
Yes. Well, praise God for for my mother-in-law. Amen. I thought about my mother-in-law this morning. I don't have any mother-in-law jokes. I don't tell mother-in-law jokes. Amen. Because I I just don't tell them. Amen. Uh, I know some men don't like their mother-in-law. Some women don't like their mother-in-law. But I love my mother-in-law, amen. So I ain't got no mother-in-law jokes, and I feel sorry for you if you don't love your mother-in-law, or you got a meddling mother-in-law. But <laughs> amen. I just want to say good morning to my mother-in-law. Good morning, Ted. Amen. amen. God sending some extra sunshine your way today, amen. Um, my mother-in-law, praise God. Amen. Um, but today, amen. We're going to um, we're talking about the God of the house and. And we want to talk, um, we're talking about Jacob, talking about Jacob. And uh, uh, we want to talk about a turning point in the life of Jacob. And if, if, if you have a listening ear this morning, uh, it will be a turning point in your life as well. Um, you know, right now, I continue to believe in my spirit that there are so many who need things in their lives to turn around. Um, that there are so many who need things in their lives to go in a different direction. And they need to go in a different direction. So many who have been stuck in a certain situation for so long. Yes. Some who have been stuck in a certain situation for too long. But God, in his mercy, is mindful of us. And, and, and he has brought all of us to a turning point. Um, a place appointed by God for, for transformation, for change for newness of life. And that's where God has us today in this story of Jacob. And Jacob, as you know, is, is, is the patriarch of the 12 tribes of Israel. And, and, and Jacob was a complex and a, a complex man. And Jacob was a complex man. He lived a complicated life up until this point. Mm -hmm. You know Jacob. Jacob, uh, his father was, was Isaac. His grandfather was Abraham. Jacob, had, his mother was Rebekah. He had a twin brother named Esau. And the complexity of Jacob's life can be traced back to his mother's womb. Uh, if you go with me to Genesis chapter 25, it was early on where the complexity of, jo of Jacob's life was taking shape uh, because it tells us in, 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 in Genesis 25 that Isaac, it says in verse 20, was 40 years old when he married Rebekah. And he entreated for his wife, but she was barren and, and, and she got pregnant. And in verse 22, it says that the children struggled together within her. Mm -hmm. Another way of saying that is that the, the, the children uh, were, were struggling with one another inside of their mother's womb. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So even before Jacob was born, Jacob was fighting. And, and, and they struggled together. And, and, and Rebecca went to God and said, why am I like this? And, and God said to her, he said, he said, two nations are inside of your womb. Mm -hmm. And he said, one nation is going to be stronger than the other one. And he also told her that the elder of the two who were to be born was going to serve the younger one. Mm -hmm. And it came to pass in verse 24 that she was delivered. And there were, in fact, twins in her womb, it says. And, and the first one came out. He was hairy and he was red and, and, and they named him Esau. Mm -hmm. And it says in verse 26 that after that, his brother came out. And it says, and his hand took hold of Esau's heel. Mm -hmm. And they called him Jacob. 
Jacob literally means one who takes the heel. But it also sounds like the Hebrew word for deceiver yeah. and for supplanter. Supplanter. Supplanter is someone who tries to take someone else's place. Mm -hmm. Typically by force or by deception, by scheming, by strategizing, right? They try to take someone's place. Jacob sounds like the word in Hebrew for deceiver and supplanter. And certainly in the early part of, 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 Jacob's, of Jacob's life, he lived up to his name. Yeah. We know the story as it goes on in Genesis 25 of how Esau was out hunting because Esau was a hunter and he was out hunting one day and he came home and he said, I'm starving. And Jacob was making some stew. <laughs> and Jacob said to his older brother Esau and he demanded, I'll give you some stew if you give me your birthright. And, and, and Esau, this birthright as the firstborn was very valuable. It meant that Esau would get a double portion of his father's uh, estate as the older brother. He would get a double portion. But the Bible says that Esau despised his birthright. And, and he exchanged his birthright for a meal. He exchanged his birthright for a bowl of stew. But Jacob was the one that demanded it. Oh, you want to eat? Then give me your birthright. The supplanter was at work. But Esau is not innocent here. He, he was too willing to make a cheap exchange, to take something valuable and exchange it for some stew. And how many of you know, we have to avoid doing things like that. Yes. Exchanging the, the valuable things that God has given us in exchange for something cheap, right? You know, we need to teach our daughters, amen, that yeah, just because that fella bought you a meal doesn't mean he has to get anything in exchange. Amen. Amen. See, that's a cheap exchange right there. Amen. We need to teach our daughters that. We, 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 we need to teach our sons and our daughters coming up that just because they give you a promotion on the job and give you a title and give you some more money don't mean you have to exchange your integrity Amen. for the way they want you to do business if they're cutting corners and things of that sort. That's a cheap exchange right there. You know, man, you need to know when you go on the business trip and, and you sitting there by yourself and someone is looking at you across the room with Betty Davis eyes. See, y'all don't know that song, but with <laughs> Betty Davis eyes. And you don't need to exchange the glance with her because you got something more valuable at home. Yeah. You got your wife, you got your family, you got your good name. See, we need to not make cheap exchanges. But Esau didn't understand this. He was willing to make a cheap exchange, to, to, to take something valuable that God had given him as a firstborn son, the double portion of, of, of his father's inheritance. And he exchanged this for a bowl of stew. Yeah. So, but, 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 but Jacob, the supplanter, living up to his name, the deceiver, living up to his name, uh, he, he's the one that orchestrated the deal. And, and, and we know that later on, he deceived his father Isaac in order to obtain the blessing. Yes. Uh, but, but this is not all about Jacob because, see, quite frankly, Jacob was part of a messy affair, a messy family affair. Because, because see, see uh, you know, his brother Esau despised his birthright. Mm -hmm. The Bible also tells us that, that, that Esau uh, took as wives two Hittite women, two pagan women, and, and, and that when he did this, it grieved Rebekah and Isaac. Uh, Isaac, the Bible tells us, loved Esau more than Jacob. Yes. And, and, and Isaac was, was, was willing to give Esau the blessing, even though Esau had sold the blessing, and even though Esau had married pagan women. Isaac was willing to overlook that. Mm -hmm. 
It was a messy affair. Rebecca, the Bible says, loved Jacob more than she loved Esau. Yes. And, and, and it was Rebecca who came up with the plan in the first place to deceive Isaac so that Isaac could confer the blessing upon Jacob instead of Esau. Mm -hmm. So you had all this trickery and, and, and poor decision-making going on in Jacob's family. It was just one messy affair. But Jacob, amen, ever the deceiver, he went along with it and, and, and he deceived Isaac and he got the blessing. And when Esau came back from hunting and he found out about it, Esau was furious and he vowed about, he said, I'm going to kill him. He said, I'm going to kill my brother Jacob. But Rebecca heard it. And when Rebecca heard it, she said to Jacob, you need to go. You need to go to my brother Laban's house and, and get out of here because Esau is looking to kill you. And, and, and then she went to, to Isaac and said, she said, Isaac, I don't want my son Jacob to marry one of these, these, these local women. So let him go to my brother's house, find himself a wife there and come back. And Isaac said, okay, that's a good idea. And, and, and he blessed Jacob to go to, 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 to Rebecca brothers Laban's house, mm -hmm. amen, to, to his land and to his home so that he can go and, and, and find a wife. But really, Rebecca was trying to get Jacob on up out of there because Esau said, when my daddy dies, I'm going to kill Jacob. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, 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 so, and so, you know, Jacob then, then leaves and, and, and we find Jacob in, 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 in verse, in, in chapter 28, that, that, that he's leaving and, and, and it was in this particular situation, and this is what we got to catch. It was in this particular situation with, with, with this, 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 this tumultuous family and these tumultuous family relationships and deception all around and, and, and threats of killing somebody and all the rest of it. Jacob is literally fleeing for his life. Yes. And it is at this time when Jacob meets God. Because in, 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 in Genesis 28, it tells us in verse 10 that Jacob is on his way toward Haran, which is where Laban lives. And he came to a certain place that night. The sun was setting. He took some stones. He set them for his pillow. He laid down and he went to sleep. And verse 12 tells us that he dreamed a dream. And behold, a ladder was set up on the earth at the top it reached to heaven, and behold, the angels of God ascended and descended on it. And the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac, the land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it. And here God is now reestablishing with Jacob the covenant that he made with Abraham and that he made with with Isaac. In yes. verse 15, he said, Behold, I am with thee, and I will keep thee in all the places where you go, and I will bring thee again into this land, for I will not leave you until I have done that which I have spoken to yes. thee of. And in verse 16, it says that Jacob woke up out of the sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. Mm. And he was afraid, and he said, how dreadful is this place? You see, because even though he was, he was part of this family, uh, Abram called out from his home, and God establishes a covenant with him, and God establishes a covenant with Isaac. And even though Jacob is a part of this family, he was part of a family mess. And just because your daddy Jesus. and your grandfather know God, don't mean you know God. And, and so there had to come a time where Jacob had to meet God for himself. God has children. He doesn't have grandchildren. And so you have to meet God for yourself. Amen. And so here's Jacob. He doesn't really know God. And he wakes up and he says, the Lord is in this place. And I didn't even know it. 
How many people can testify to that? When you look back over your life, and there were times when you were running a little bit, and you were doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and you can look back now and say, you know what? God was with me, and I didn't even know it. Amen? There are times when God is with you. See, you running around. You don't think you need church. You don't think you need Jesus. You don't think you need the Lord. You just up there doing your thing. But God is merciful. And even though you think you you don't need him. God is yet with you, and you don't even know it. Amen. Glory to God for that. I know I can look back over my life, and I can pinpoint. I said, you know what? Back then, when I was acting a fool, back then when I was saying this, that, that and the other thing, God was with me, and I didn't even know it. Somebody needs to just thank God for His mercy. Amen. God was with Jacob, and he didn't even know it. And so he got up, and now he's afraid. And he said, how dreadful, really, how awesome, is that word is translated, how awesome is this place. Jesus. And he said, this is none other but the house of God, and Amen. this is the gateway to heaven. And he got up early the next morning, verse 18, and he took a stone, the stone that he had used for his pillow. He set it up for a pillow. He's building an altar, amen. And he pours oil on the top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel. But the name of the city was called Luz at first. But Jacob called it Bethel. What does Bethel mean? Bethel means the house of God. Amen. Amen. Bethel means house. Bethlehem, the house of bread. Bethesda, the house of mercy. Bethel, the house of God. Where you see L, L means God. Beth means house. It's the house of God. And Jacob vowed about. And he said, if, if, if God will be with me, and if he will keep me when I go, and will give me bread to eat and, and clothes to put on, so that I come back to my father's house again in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. See, that's still a part of Jacob. He still won't cut deals and stuff. He, he, he met God, but he still, got, he still got some of that street in him. He still got some of that, 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 that flim flam in him. He still got some of that three-card Monty in him. He still want to get, he met God, but he still got a little bit of that stuff in him where he yeah. want to cut a deal with God. If God will be with me, then I'll do such and such a thing. Like he can barter with God. Jesus. But see, he's just meeting him, so you can't blame Jacob because, see, it's a process. Mm. Yeah. It's a process. Amen. And, and that's why sometimes, amen, when people get saved, don't start looking at them and questioning their salvation. They're in a process. They may still have a little bit of stuff in them. They still may be smoking. They still may be drinking. They still may be, you know, doing this, that, or that thing. But that doesn't mean that God's hand is not on them. It's a process. Amen. So Jacob is still trying to cut deals with God, but, but, but God introduced himself at this place, and, and, and Jacob called this place Bethel, which means the house of God. He said, if, if you do this for me, Lord, you're going to be my God. Amen. And then he said, and this stone, which I've set up for a pillar, shall be God's house. Glory to God. And all that you shall give me, God, I will surely give a tenth unto thee. He said, I'm going to tie. Amen. Abraham tied until Melchizedek. Amen. Jacob said, I'll tie to you. And this was long before Moses came along and, and, and established the law. That's all we're going to say about that. But see, see, tithe ain't nothing got to do anything with the law. He said, I'm going to tie. Amen. I'm going to tie. And so, so, so Jacob carries on his way and, and, and he eventually gets to Laban's house. After meeting God and, 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 and establishing the house of God at, at, at Bethel, which was called Blues. And, uh, but, but, but Jacob then met his match because Laban was a bigger deceiver than Jacob was. <laughs> yes, was. This is why you got to be very careful about the seeds that you sow. Amen. Because God said, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also 
reap. And so Jacob, who lived the life of deception up until this point, he now comes to Laban's house and he finds that Laban is a bigger deceiver than him. Jacob went to Laban and said, I want to marry your daughter Rachel. And they made a deal. Work for me, Laban said, for seven years and I'll give you my daughter Rachel to marry. And then Jacob works for seven years. They said it was about like a couple days because he loved her so much. But after seven years, you know, they had a wedding and all the rest of this. And don't tell, I can't tell you how this particularly happened. But at night, they send into Jacob's tent, you know, supposedly Rachel is going in there to consummate the marriage. But Leah, her sister, goes in there and Jacob somehow doesn't know. I don't know how that happened, but he didn't know. And, and then he wakes up in the morning and he said, this is not Rachel, this is Leah. Yeah. And he goes to Laban and said, you tricked me. And she, he said, I didn't trick you. He said, in this part of the country... We don't marry off the younger daughter first. The, the elder has to get married first. He said, but if you work for me for seven more years, I'll give you Rachel too. See, now Jacob had met his match. He met somebody who was a little trickier than he was. And so then he worked for, for, for Laban for, for another seven years. Okay, I worked for you for seven years. And, and he gave him Rachel too. But then Laban didn't stop there. He kept deceiving Jacob. He kept tricking Jacob. He tricked him on his wages. He would change his wages here and there. You know, he would, he, Jacob made a deal with him and said, I'll take all the speckled and the brown and the black uh, uh, sheep, uh, you know, and, and you can have the rest. And Laban said, that's a good idea. And, and then on the very day that they made that deal, he sent his sons out to go to the flock to remove all of the brown yeah. and speckled sheep. And, and they took them three days journey away. He said, because you're going to start from scratch. But, but see, God was still with Jacob and he blessed Jacob. And then Jacob increased and Laban increased too. Because see, this lets you know something. People can try to deceive you and treat you wrong, but if God wants to bless you, yeah. you're going to get blessed. Amen? And so you don't got to worry. There's no person walking around on the face of the earth that can stop God's blessing from coming into your life yeah. if you continue walking with God. Yeah. There's no man, there's no woman, there's no demon from the pit of hell who can stop yeah. God's blessing from coming on your life yeah. if you continue to walk with God. And so, so Laban's doing all these things, but the blessing of God is still making Jacob rich. And so Jacob got to a point where he says, I got all these things. And then God came to him. God came to him. If we go to Genesis chapter 31, God came to him. And in verse number 11, Jacob talked how God spoke to him in a dream. And he said, Jacob, he said, here I am. And, and God said, I am the God of Bethel, where, where you anointed the pillar and where you vowed a vow unto me. Now arise, get up out of this place and return to the land of your kindred. I love God because there always comes a time when God's going to come to you and release you from the place where you are. See, see, he was here and he's working for Laban and Laban is mistreating him and his attitude is changing toward him and his sons are hating on him and all the rest of this. And God allowed that to go on for a time. But then he said, it's now time for me to move you on, my son. Mm -hmm. And so he told him, it's time for you to move on. Somebody needs to know your time to move on is about to happen. But you you can't amen. rush it, amen. You can't rush it. I will tell you personally, I was at a job and my wife know it to be the truth. It was a good job. It was a nice paying job. It was a job other people wanted and still want. And five years in, I knew I wanted to leave. And God wouldn't let me leave. But you know when I left? Five years later. And because I waited for God to release me, God's been blessing. Amen. Amen. Some of us want to get ahead of God because it's too tight in this place. Everything, no, it ain't working. This marriage ain't working. This job ain't working. This church ain't working. And maybe it's not working. And maybe God has something better. But you need to let God come to you and tell you when it's time to move on. And see, 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 Jacob is in this place with Laban, but he waited for God to tell him, son, it's now time for you to go. See, when you go with a word from God, you're going with blessing. When you go with a word from your friend or a word from your your neighbor or just a word that you came up with, watch out because it ain't the same thing. 
So Jacob gets a word from God. And now it's time for him to go home. Amen. He, he's about to, to go home. But 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 he's gone home, but he's still afraid of Esau. He's still afraid of Esau. Because, he, he, you know, last time he knew, Esau said, I'm going to kill him. And it's been now about, you know, it's been about 20 years now. But he still don't know where Esau's heart is. And so he makes all these preparations to meet his brother Esau. He puts together all these gifts and he sends them ahead. Cattle and sheep and, and possessions and silver and gold. And he's given all this stuff, many gifts to his brother Esau. And during his journey, before he meets up with his brother, he meets up with the angel of the Lord. And they start wrestling. And the Bible tells us they're wrestling all night. Glory to God. Yes. Amen. This is Genesis chapter 32. They're wrestling all night. Amen. Verse 24. They're, 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 they're wrestling. And, 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 and the angel, it says in verse 25, it says, When the angel saw that he wasn't prevailing against Jacob, he touched Jacob in the hollow of his thigh. Mm. And, and, and he knocked the socket out of Jacob's thigh, amen? And, and it says later on that Jacob, from that day on, walked with a limp. Yes. I mean, how many of you know, yes. when you come face to face in an intimate encounter with God, you walk differently afterwards, amen? And he walked differently because he, he, he knocked the hollow out of, of, of Jacob's yes. thigh. And, but yet Jacob, Jacob now at this point, he's no longer this, this, this superficial Jacob, amen? This superficial Jacob who wants to cut deals with God. This superficial Jacob who, who's cutting mm -hmm. deals for birthrights. Now Jacob is saying, yeah, you, you hurt me. And I'm hurt right now, and, and, and I don't know what's going to happen, and, and I'm scared of my brother right now. But I'm telling you right now, God, I ain't letting go until you bless me. Jesus. See, he got to a point now where he got a persevering spirit. See, he, he's no longer trying to cut corners to get ahead. He's saying, listen, I'm going to just hold on. And the angel said, it's about daybreak. You need to let me go. And Jacob said, I'm not letting you go till you bless me. Jesus. And then the angel said, what's your name, boy? And he said, my name is Jacob. <laughs> and the angel said to him, your name not going to be Jacob anymore, but your name is Israel. For as a prince, he says in verse 28, you have power with God and with men, and you have prevailed. Amen. And so now Jacob walks away from that encounter with a limp. Glory to God. He walked differently for the rest of his life. Jesus. And then he goes and he meets Esau. Amen. And he meets Esau and they have a, a, a very pleasant and a very good and a, and a very friendly reconciliation. Amen. And all is well. And Esau returns to his home and Jacob continued on, on his way with his family and his clan. And he went to Sukkoth first and he, he settled there for a while. And then he went to this place called Shechem. And it was at Shechem in, 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 in Genesis chapter 34 that the Bible tells us that, that, that Jacob's daughter, he had a daughter, Dinah, uh, who was born of Leah. And, 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 and the Bible tells us that Shechem, who was also the son of Hamor, who was the, the, the prince of, of, of the city of Shechem, mm -hmm. the, the boy, Shechem, the, 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 the son, he raped Dinah. Mm -hmm. And then later on, he, he, he professed that he loved her. And he said to his father, arrange a marriage for us. Mm -hmm. And so even though he had defiled Jacob's daughter, uh, he asked his father to arrange the marriage. And so the father, Hamor, went to Jacob and said, my son wants to marry your daughter. Mm -hmm. and, and, they, and he tried to propose, you know, we, we should be friendly to one another. And your son shall marry my daughters and my daughter shall marry your sons and blah, 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 blah. And, 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 and Simeon and Levi and Jacob, they all knew 
what had happened to Dinah. And Simeon and, 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 and Levi pretended to agree to the marriage. Mm. They said, okay, she yeah. can marry you. She said, he said, but, but they said, on one condition, on one condition, every man in Shechem is going to have to get circumcised. Yes. Yeah. And they were pretending. They were deceiving. And see, this is why as parents, and, and we got to be careful how we live our lives Jesus. because things come to our children. Because just as Jacob had this deception in his spirit, it, it somehow got to his kids too because now they know how to play a trick or two on somebody. And so they pretended, oh, yeah, 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 we'll let our sister marry you, Shechem. But mm -hmm. first, everybody has to get circumcised. And so Shechem and Hamor go back and they tell all the men in the city, this is a good thing. We just all have to be circumcised. And so on the same day, all the men got circumcised. Mm -hmm. but, but, but three days later, they were still in pain and they were still weak from the procedure. And three days later, oh, Simeon and Levi came into the town with swords. And it says that they slaughtered all the men of the city. They slaughtered everybody. And then they took their sister back home. They, they plundered the city, took all the wealth, took all the women, took all the children, took everything. And they went back. And Jacob, who didn't know that this was going to happen, he says, if you look at it, glory to God in heaven. If, if you look at it in verse 30, of, of Genesis 34, Jacob says to Simeon and Levi, you have troubled me. And other versions say, you have ruined me. Yes. You be, why? Because you made me stink among the inhabitants of the land. Mm -hmm. And he said, he said, we're few in number. And now all these other cities who heard about what we did are going to join forces together and they're going to crush us. Mm -hmm. And Simeon and Levi just looked at their father and said, should we have allowed him to treat our sister like a prostitute? Jesus. And that brings us to today's text. Hmm. Because it's at this time, after all this up and down, this tumult, this deception, this threatening of your brother killing you, of, of being deceived by your uncle, of, 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 of being deceived out of wages by your uncle, of fearing to come back to your brother, of, 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 of your daughter being sexually assaulted, of your sons taking revenge and deception. And now this is where Jacob is. And, and, and it's at this point that God speaks to him. Aren't you so happy that when you go through some mess, you go through things and other people leave you and nobody got nothing to say to you. Yeah. Everybody turning their back on you. But God is there. And it's at this point in his life when Jacob is like thinking he's just about ruined and he's about to get crushed that God speaks to him. Glory to God is he faithful. And so this faithful God comes to Jacob and he says to Jacob Jesus. in 35 verse 1, this is our text for today, arise mm -hmm. and go to Bethel and dwell there yes. and make there an altar unto God, the God that appeared to you when you were fleeing for your life from your brother Esau. You know what God was saying to Jacob? Go back to the place where you first met me. Glory to God. And see, some of us right now, you are in a fix. And you are at a turning point in your life too, just like Jacob. And you think you're about to get crushed. You think that you're ruined. You think that things can't turn around. And God is saying to you, go back to the place where you first met me. Yes. See, because some yes. of us, we're not in that place anymore. And you got to understand, it's here, it, it 
was a physical place. But, but, but for many of us, it's not a physical place. But God wants you to go back to the place where you first met him. See, because, see, see, there was a, when you first met him, see, see, Jacob first met God when, when, when he was fleeing for his life. He was running from Esau. And God said, go back to that place when you were running from Esau. And as God is saying to somebody today, go back to that place where you were running for your life. Go back to that place where you were running from that abusive husband of yours. Go back to that place where you first met me. Go back to that place where when you were running for your life. When you were when you were running from Jack Daniels, when you were running from Mary Jane, when you were running from all kinds of addiction, go back to that place. Go back to that place when you were running from your from the bill collector, when you were running from all kinds of things that were trying to come up against you and you didn't know what to do. I need you to go back to that place. Because when you were back there, you had a broken spirit Ooh. and a contrite heart. Yeah. And I told you that I would never despise that. But now you've learned a little something and you, you're a little bit too big for your britches. You walk around like you co-wrote the Bible. You go on social media Ooh. as if you are some amateur prophet. And I want you to go back to the place where you knew you needed me. Go back yeah. to the place where you knew that you were nothing without yeah. me. I need you to go back to that place where you first met me. Jesus. And so he told Jacob, you need to go back to the place where you first met me. Yes. Glory to God. And so Jacob... He gets up and he goes to his household and to all that are with him. And he says, put away from you all the strange gods. Yes. See, because, because see, Jacob, he, he's gotten stronger in his walk with God, but he still allows some stuff around him that, that, that really ain't what God is all about. Right. There's still some people around him, right? Because see, even Rebecca, you remember Rebecca. See, Laban, Laban, you know, he has some artifacts in his house. He has some pagan idols in his house. And the story, when when they left Laban's house, Rebecca took some of her father's uh, uh, pagan statues, mm -hmm. if you remember. And that's why Laban came chasing after them, and he was looking for for those things. And Rebecca was sitting on them in her tent, and she said, "I can't get up because I'm going through my cycle right now." And so Laban didn't check on. But she was sitting on those things because Laban had that stuff and Rebecca took them. Yeah. So they had some stuff in their midst that were pagan, pagan idols and stuff. You know, and don't put your nose up at them because you got some stuff in your midst too Amen. that God don't approve of either. Amen. Yes, indeed. And so Jacob said, we got to get rid of all this stuff. He said, he, he told him, he said, he said, he said, put away the strange gods from among you. And then he said, and get clean. <laughs> Verse 2, and get clean. And change your clothes. Put on some clean clothes. Put on some clean clothes. And he said this, look at verse 3. He said, and let us get up. Glory to God. Jesus. Let us get up and go to Bethel, to the house of God. And I will make there, I will make there an altar yes. unto the God. Watch this. Who answered me mm. when in the day of my distress? Yes. See, some of us gotta remember that God answered us in the day of our distress. Jesus. When you were going through stuff, when you were at wit's end, when you were about to throw in a towel, God answered. And Jacob said, I got to go back to this God who answered me in my time of distress. And the God who has been with me everywhere that I've gone. And so verse 4, it says, they gave Jacob all the strange gods which were in their hands. They gave all the earrings and, and all the other jewelry and, and all these pagan things and and it said, and Jacob hid them or buried them under the oak tree, which was by Shechem. And verse 5 said, and they journeyed 
and the terror of God was upon the cities that were round about them. And they, the people of those cities, didn't pursue after the sons of Jacob. Amen. See, see, God sent them on their way, but God knows you're in a fix. Because, yeah, these people do want to get you because of what you did to Shechem. But I'm sending out my terror. Amen. I'm letting them know you better not touch my son. Amen. And see, some of us need to realize something, amen. There's some people who are out to get you. But you can go forward with a blessed assurance because God will send his terror upon them. Amen. You better not touch them. I'll tell you right now, the only reason why Satan hasn't taken some of us right out right now is because the terror of God is upon him. Amen. And every demon knows, amen. It's just like with, 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 with Job, amen. It, 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 oh, you can do this, but don't, but don't touch his body. Or you can do this, but don't touch his life. See, God puts limits, and he has terror on, on people and terror on demonic forces. And, and some of us just need to be thankful. Because, see, we think that we just it's because of our obedience and it's because we fast and it's because we pray. All that stuff is good. But if God didn't release his terror Amen. upon the demons of hell, they would take us out in an instant. Amen. Somebody needs to be thankful for the terror of God that, that, that keeps your enemies at bay. And God sent forth his terror. You better not mess with my children. Mm. And so they go forward with this mighty protection of God. And so Jacob finally arrives at the place where he first met God. Verse 6, it says, He came to Luz, which is in the land of Canaan. And verse 6 says, that is Bethel, mm. the house of God. He came and all the people that were with him. Mm -hmm. And he built there an altar. And he called the place El Bethel, yes. which means God of the house of God. Amen. Because there God appeared unto him when he fled from his brother. Mm. Glory to God for this. Amen. So after all this time, Jacob gets back to Bethel, Jesus. the house of God. But now he has grown in his relationship with God. And he has been through so many things. And, and he's wrestled with the angel of God to now where he walks differently. And, and he's gone through so many things, trickery and, and, and violence and, and threats and all these things. But his relationship with God is such where now he's not at a place where he goes, God was in this place and I didn't even know it. No, he knows the house of God, but he now gets to a place where he says, it's not about the house of God. This is not just Bethel. It is El Bethel. It is, this is about the God of the house of God. See, Jacob got to a point where he wasn't satisfied with just knowing the house of God. He wanted to know the God of the house. And see, that's where we have to get. Glory to God in heaven. Some of us are so familiar with the house of God. We go to church and we're happy because we go to the house of God. We clap our hands in the house of God. We lift our hands in the house of God. We sing our songs in the house of God. We teach Bible study and Sunday school in the house of God. We go to the house of God on Sunday and we go there on, on Wednesdays and we go for men's fellowship and we we go for women's fellowship and we go for children's day and we are so so familiar Jesus. with the house of God and we're at a point now where God says you need a turning point and it's not enough for you to be familiar with the house of God you now need to know the God of the house and I believe in my spirit that one of the reasons why God allowed this pandemic to come, he said, because I'm shutting down the house. All over this globe, people haven't been able to go to the house of God because they got too familiar with it, too cozy with it. They gotten too familiar to the point where they don't even really reference it. And God said, you know what? I'm shutting it down. 
And so now what's going on? People can't go to the house of God. They have to stream. They have to go online. They can't go into the house anymore. And what God is saying, I shut this down so that you can become familiar with the God of the house. Because you have gotten too cozy. Some of us, you don't even go to the house of God unless they get you out in 45 minutes. Yeah. Get me out in 45 minutes from door to door. When I got from, from my car door back to my car door in 45 minutes. In 38 minutes, preacher, you better be saying, now unto him who is able to keep us from falling. Because in 45 minutes, I want to be cruising down, going back to my house, going to the mall, doing whatever I want to do. And God says, no, 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 you've gotten too cozy with the house of God. I need to introduce you to the God of the house. And see, that is what we need. We need to stop playing around, amen. We need to stop trying to cut deals with God. Yeah, you in the house, but you still trying to cut deals. Lord, if I fast, will you give me a car? Oh, I'm going to do the Daniel fast for 21 days. Are you going to give me a job? Still trying to cut deals because you're at Bethlehem, the house of God. But see, when you come to the God of the house, you ain't looking to cut deals no more because you know that if the God of the house don't meet you there, you about to be ruined. You about to be crushed. It's about to be over. And so you know I need the God of the house. Yes. Jesus. Glory to God in heaven. Mm. And that's where we are. Mm. And so God is saying, Jesus. Jacob got to a point, this turning point in his life. And when he got here, the faithfulness of God stepped in. You're not going to be ruined, son. But you need to get back to the place where you first met me. Amen. But see, when you get there, don't worry about the place. Don't worry about it being the house of God. I need you now to understand and come face to face and become familiar with me, the God of the house. And that's where we are. But like Jacob, we're going to have to get rid of some stuff. We're going to have to do some inspection. What do I got around me, in my house, in my family, that I'm allowing? What kind of pagan stuff I got going on? Mm. I got to bury this stuff. I got to bury it by the oak of shepherd. I got to get it on up out of here. Hmm? I got to get rid of this stuff. Huh? And I, yeah, I, I know I know that the, the house of God. Amen. I'm familiar with the house of God and all the things. I, I, I know when to clap my hands in the house of God. I know how to do that. But you know what? That's not enough. I need to know the God of the house. And that's where God has for you Jesus. the turning point that you need. But we got to come back to that place when we first met him. Amen. When we weren't so caught up in ourselves and, and thinking so highly of ourselves. The Bible says, think, yeah, you can think highly, but no more highly of yourself than you are. That's right. Amen. Amen. And, and, and we should never get to the point that we don't realize down in our soul in the minute on the second note, I need the Lord. Amen. I can't do anything without him. I need the God of the house. Yeah, I go to church. And God said, yeah, there's going to come a time, there's going to come a time where I elect you and I allow you to return to the house of God. But when you go back, I want you to be familiar with the God of the house. Yes. See, there's some of us, amen, who we want to hear from the preacher, but we don't want to hear from the God of the house. Amen. The children of Israel... Amen. When, when God freed them from, 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 from Egyptian bondage, in the third month, he told Moses, gather the people together because I'm going to introduce myself to them. And in the third month, God called them to Mount Sinai and said, don't come too close and don't touch anything because you might die. Jesus, yes. But in the third month, God introduced himself on Mount Sinai. And how did he introduce himself? The Bible says in Exodus 19, he came with, with thunder and with lightning. 
and with fire and with smoke and with earthquake. And he spoke with a loud thundering voice. And then he called Moses up in, in, in Exodus 20 and he gave him the Ten Commandments. And Moses came down with the Ten Commandments and he told the people what the commandments were and all this stuff. And, and he told them what, the, what it was. And the people said to him, Moses, you speak to us. You speak to us and we'll listen. But don't let God speak to us. They didn't want to know the God of Moses. And see, there are some people right now, they want, they don't have a problem that the preacher or the Sunday school teacher or somebody else water down the word a little bit and tell you everything you're doing is all right. You speak to us, brother preacher. You speak to us, sister teacher. But don't let the God of the house speak to us. See, we got to get away from that. We want to get to the point where I don't care so much about the preacher. I want to hear from the God of the house. Glory to God. It's time to stop playing. Lord Jesus. And so glory to God in heaven. I'm about to get on up out of here called Brother Tired right now. <laughs> but I pray you're hearing God's voice. Amen. Amen. There's gonna come a time where we all gonna return. Amen. Some places you're already in. You're in, you're in the house of the Lord. Amen. Nothing has changed or, or things have opened up. But in a lot of places, it's still shut down. Amen. But time is coming where you're going to be able to return to, to, to the house of God. But when you do, are you going to just be familiar with the things that go on in the house of God? Or are you going to be familiar and intimate and close and connected to the God of the house. Jesus, Jesus. Amen. That's the question. Mm -hmm. That's the question. And it's up to us to answer that. Amen. Amen. Your mama, your daddy, your husband, your wife, your friend, your neighbor can't answer that question for you. Amen. Let us prepare. Amen. Let us prepare not only simply to return to the house of God, but let us prepare and get ourselves ready to be fully connected mm. with the God of the, house. of the house. Amen. Let's pray today. Glory to God. Jesus. Father, we thank you right now. Glory thank to God. You, Just thank you, Lord, for the clarion call from heaven. Yes, thank that you, you are calling us unto you, O oh God, to put away all form of, of, of pretense and, 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 and form and fashion, O oh God. Yes, Father. Thank you, Jesus. And to come to you with a broken spirit and a contrite heart. Yes. To return to the place where we first met you. And Father, to become more familiar with you. Paul said, I, I got to know him. I got to know him in the fellowship yes. of his suffering. I got to know him. And Father, let that be our declaration. We got to know you. Yes, thank you, Jesus. We thank you for saving our souls. We thank you for bringing us into the house of God. We thank you for the things that you have taught us. But God, we now are hungering and thirsting for something even the more. Yes. We're hungering and thirsting Jesus. for the God of the house. And Father, we're just praying, God, that as we draw near unto you, we will see the truth of your word where yes. you said, draw nigh yes. unto me and I will draw nigh unto you. Thank you, thank you Jesus. Glory to God. Father, we just thank you. And we just bless you. Father, pray that the word will fall on good ground, O oh God. Pray that those with a listening ear will hearken and do what you have called them to. And Father God, just bless us by your spirit. Keep us in the center of your will. And Father, we just thank you, O oh God, for the awesome love that you have toward us. That God, you desire to be yes. in an intimate relationship. So, Father, we just praise you, O oh God. And we believe that we have arrived at that turning point just like Jacob. And, Father, we're believing that things are going to be different for us. Yes, God. As we 
Glory to God. Put away all things that are not of you and come with a childlike faith to the God of our salvation, the God of the house. We give you praise and we give you thanks and we give you glory. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God in heaven. Amen. We just praise his name. God is a good God and, and he's worthy of the praise. And so we praise God for you. Amen. Glory to God. Pray that you enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Amen. Amen. And uh, glory to God that uh, you continue to pursue God, run after God. Amen. And, and, and uh, he's wonderful. Amen. Amen. Just like with the prodigal son, he's there with arms open wide. Amen. Ready to run to us. Embrace us and kiss us on our necks. And so we Amen. pray God for it. Enjoy the rest of your day. Hope to see you again uh, next time. Uh, we're coming back um, prayerfully on Wednesday. Amen. We'll study until then. Continue to walk by faith. And uh, God bless. Amen. Amen.